Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. I think that'll be fine. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, hey, Dad, and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee. Nope, 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 nope. Got to wait on them. Got to wait on them. Just, just, just force a habit there. Let's thank our sponsors over at College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Don't forget, Friday is Black Friday. There'll be great specials all over the place. And, of course, they'll also have them at College Corner. Uh, always great deals. Usually a sort of a beat-the-clock kind of special over there. But I haven't heard, I haven't gotten the, uh, the word yet. They need to get that out to me so I can let you guys know what's going to be happening at College Corner where you can buy all the stuff you need this holiday season for the Bulldog fan or, the, you know, the other fans in your life. I'm just saying if you've got them, I understand. It's 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 tough life. I get it. Some of us are have unfortunate situations where we have people in our family that mm-hmm. might be cheering for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, that's the place to head every time you're looking for a great meal mm. in the city of Star. What? what? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, you been there recently? About 30 minutes ago. Oh. I must have made me check through my, my t- text here, see where my invite to brunch you better, was. You, you better not get on Twitter. That's all I got to say. If you see a picture of that plate that I tweeted so, out, that's going to make you mad. I'm, I'm about to do it now. I'm going to do it right now. I'm getting a live reaction right here on Thunder and Lightning. You got to be kidding me! <laughs> <sighs> oh, it was so good. Didn't, didn't, didn't even call. Didn't even be like, hey... Wanna it was an after church meal with the family. I'm not, part not of that your family. Not that yeah. you're not in, invited to that, but was Big Daddy there? No, it was just Becky and that. I was going to say if Big Daddy was there, he would he'd be mad if you didn't invite. Me. Yeah, he would have been upset. Like yeah, but I, mean, I wouldn't have been able to have a meal with Big Daddy on Sunday until like two p.m. That's a busy man. He's got to get. He's the got word church. Out. He's got to. When everybody leaves the church, he's standing at the door shaking everybody's hands. Then As he goes well, he home. Everybody and wants to shake Big Daddy's hand. Yeah, it's. 
I get it. it. I get it. We, we would have had to done this podcast at like 5 p.m. Well, we don't want that. But I did want to go to Restaurant Tyler. Yes. I will go again. Very Everybody very does. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Let's make it a uh, Firehouse Subs kind of day for lunch today. Download the free Firehouse Subs app, and you can pick up your sandwich within minutes, and you pick up a bunch of reward points, too. And this holiday season, if you're looking to bring something different to the Christmas party, a Firehouse Subs party platter is a great gift. Even Santa would like a Firehouse Sub on Christmas. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison. It's Firehouse Subs. We are not going to waste one breath on this show. Talk about Mississippi State and East Tennessee State. Not one breath, Robbie Falk. We, I don't know. I don't know really what we could talk about. So we're not even going to fool with it. We are going to get our minds right. These things are really dirty. Are we talking about our minds? Because I would agree yeah. with that. Uh, the, the these uh, the dust is bothering me on these. Uh, I need to get a Swiffer in here. As I, agree. I mean, it's black. Hmm? My th- it looks like I, somebody just got my fingerprint at the police station. Well, that might have happened with you. No time. I, I do have fingerprints yeah. on file somewhere. So. <laughs> Our minds are not right right this second. We got to get them right. Get in focus. It's Egg Bowl week. It's Mississippi State. It's Ole Miss. It's a lot on the line Thursday night in Oxford. We need to know more. We need to know how it's going to go down. We're going to ask the man who knows. Right now, Egg Bowl week, first podcast. Let's do it. Tell them, Falk. Well, Brian. Everything has gone as we have foreseen it. <laughs> Everything has gone as we have foreseen it. So things have happened along the way that you know have upset some people. The way the games have played out maybe have changed some opinions or whatever. But the bottom line is, Brian, back in the summer, you and I broke down all these teams in the SEC. We were right on some of them. We were bad wrong on a few others. But when it comes to Mississippi State and Ole Miss, I think we were pretty spot on. You and I both said that Ole Miss had a, a schedule that was going to expose a lot of their, um, or maybe not expose, but uh, hide a lot of their deficiencies. They had a very poor schedule. They took care of business against the teams that they were supposed to take care of business in uh, for the most part, um, and credit to them for that. But they, they've it's played out exactly like we thought it would. I thought they would have seven or eight wins. I kind of went back and forth on that, and that's still in play. I thought Mississippi State, you and I both had Mississippi State, I think, with seven or eight wins, too. I, we, we both had them seven and four coming into this game. I have them winning it. I had them winning it. Yeah, you changed you your opinion. It. I have changed my pick. So we're right where we thought Mississippi State would be. So if Mississippi State wins this game on Thursday, I don't think that People, I mean, there's going to be people that are that are going to be upset anyway because they've gotten in their mind that it's it's time for a new coach and all that stuff. But if things play out like they can play out, Mississippi State wins this game, gets to eight wins, and they have that momentum moving into the bowl game, and then beyond that as well, you got guys coming back. I mean, I, I really believe that Mississippi State fans should be happy with what with what they've seen, but. This is a big-time game. I've been calling it Mississippi State and Mike Leach's crossroads game. The Bulldogs almost have to win this game for there to be any kind of hope for Mike Leach, I think, within this fan base moving forward. I really believe that this game and Mike Leach's future kind of hinges on this game at Mississippi State as far as buy-in from the fan base I've said all along, I don't think that Mississippi State is going to be a disaster 
under Leach. He's been too good of a coach, too good of a, a program builder over time to believe that it's just going to crash and burn. I don't think that's going to be the case. But where is your ceiling? That that's the that's the question that has to be answered with Mike Leach moving forward. He has a chance here to rectify a lot of situations within this fan base and with his program here at Mississippi State. He's got a chance here to to really take things I think to the next level. You win this ball game, you're 8 and 4, you get the golden egg back which has been missing from Starville since 2019. Uh, I think the fan base starts to climb back on board a little bit. You got a shot at nine reg- nine wins with a bowl game, eight wins in the regular season again in a schedule that set up pretty tough for you preseason in a very manageable schedule next year with a lot of this same roster coming back. So momentum can can be built this year. You can have a really good season and you can build that momentum going into next year. I just feel like this game is so so big, and there's there's a lot of people that are going to say, you know, it's it's not all, not that big of a deal. You know, Mississippi State doesn't win seven games in the regular season very often, but I, I think that's just settling. I think at this point, you should ex, you should expect to compete and and win in the Egg Bowl game. You shouldn't be zero and three in three years. So this game is huge. There's no getting around that fact, you know. When when you when you you've lost your two straight egg bowls, you know, you got to win the. Th- you can't you can't do three in a row. Mm-hmm. The last time that state did lost three in a row, if I'm if I'm correct, oh two oh three oh four. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a With while. Two different coaches. Two different coaches in there, obviously. Um, last time Ole Miss did it, oh nine ten eleven. They fired the coach not long after or before that, to be honest with you, because they saw what was sort of coming down the road there. Yeah. Um. You know, he's had some two-game losing streaks. State lost 14-15, but bounced back in 16. Ole Miss lost 18-19, but they bounced back in 20. Three straight losses is usually just the death knell. Even if you don't get fired immediately, the, the, the countdown clock is on. We'll all be looking. If State loses on, thir- on Thanksgiving this week, we'll all be looking to Thanksgiving next year to say that's probably going to be it for Mike Leach. Um, but if they win, like you said, well, just let's, we're going to talk about this. It's in the things that are true, so let's just jump right into that. Number one, there's a lot of legacy on the line Thursday night. I think there's three people whose legacy sort of gets defined by what's happening Thursday night. Two state, one Ole Miss. From Ole Miss, it's Lane Kiffin. And I think at this point, I don't know if confidence is the right word, but I feel like it's trending towards he's going to go to Auburn. I feel like there's just so much momentum. And the main thing that strikes me about this that coaching search over there is that no one else's name has popped up. Nobody. Like, like there, there's, there's, never, a- there's never been a point where they're like, okay, well, now we're hearing they may also be talking to so-and-so. That yeah. has not happened. It has been Kiffin, Kiffin, Kiffin the whole time. Names have been thrown out like James Franklin and stuff, but nothing They, they get substance. like 15 minutes of traction, and then that's it. Yeah. It has been Kiffin, Kiffin, Kiffin. Uh, you've got Ole Miss people and Auburn people saying, we feel like it's done, that it's Friday – after the Egg Bowl, he's going to be the head coach at Auburn. If Kiffin wins this game, I think it, it goes a long way for him positively at Ole Miss. Ole Miss fans are going to be upset that he left. Mm-hmm. But if he's if they're like, look, this guy came in when we were at our absolute lowest. He built us back to we were a top twenty program both years. We won, you know, nine games and ten games. We beat State three times. You can't help. You got to sit there and be honest about the guy. But if they lose, it's going to be sort of what happened with Tuberville. It's going to be, 
He left us, he abandoned us, and, and we had a chance for a special season. But the last two games, he was too busy dealing with the stuff that State went through with Mullen. Yep. We'll talk it's, about that in just a minute. So that's, I mean, that, that's on the line for him. For Leach, you hit on all the high points, right? If you're 0-3 against Ole Miss, you can go ahead and start filling out resumes. It, it's going to be tough to come back from that. Next year, there will be no excitement around this football program whatsoever. You're going to have to go 10-2. and two. And even then, I mean... I mean, even if they're they're ten ten and two, I I I, I get that everybody should be on board, but people are just they're just frustrated. This team is hard to watch. They're not entertaining. The, the 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 coach doesn't ha- the coach doesn't have a lot of energy. You know, the coach isn't the guy out there every week trying to get you to buy into his program. He's not telling you to come show up and and we need you. And this it makes you feel like an afterthought. I get it, man. I get it. And then there's Will Rogers. You don't want to be a starting quarterback who was 0-3 against Ole Miss. Especially when next year you have a chance to be 0-4 against Ole Miss, if that's yeah. the case. You know, Rodgers is such a, it's such a complicated study in this game. Two years ago he set a record for the most passing yards in, in the Egg Bowl's history. He went head-to-head with Matt Corral as a true freshman and outdueled him, but a couple of big plays went against him. You know, he didn't have, they didn't have any depth defensively. It was not his fault at all. It was not his fault. Yeah. It was not his fault. Last year... Again, I think schematically he was let down. Mm-hmm. I think that State's inability to help Scott Lashley deal with Sam Williams, who just killed him the whole game, killed Will Rogers. And and the 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 three drop passes. Three drop passes. Three drop touchdown passes yep. in a row. Three consecutive I've never seen anything like that in my life. Let's him down. And so you and I know that on the surface, but all people are gonna see is 0 and two. And then they'll see 0 and 3. And for a quarterback who's already facing a ton of criticism and scrutiny from the fan base, it would be nice to be able to put that trophy above your head Thursday night. And, and that would get all of those monkeys off of his back, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you're talking about two guys and Will Rogers and Mike Leach that get criticized heavily by this fan base. They're kind of tied together. Uh, people are criticizing both of them pretty much the same. And the the big knock on Leach, and it's kind of been leading up to this game. You know, everybody's frustrated because they don't think that Mississippi State can win at Ole Miss based on what they've shown on the road so far, and based on what Ole Miss has shown. I mean, Ole Miss got killed on Saturday, and they had 700 yards of offense. That game was a, a statistical anomaly. Like so weird, made no sense whatsoever. They didn't even they didn't even score 28 points in that game. Yeah, and they had 700 that has yards to be. And I, I, without looking, it has to be an NCAA record for most yards and most rushing yards. And like I understand, if you're in a loss and you have like 500 passing yards because you're just throwing the ball trying to catch up, they had 463 yards rushing. Yeah, and they lost by 15, and we're down 42-6 at one point. Yeah, now Arkansas's defense isn't good. It's not, and you could tell they they pretty much called game when they scored right after halftime. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, Ole Miss. It shows that Ole Miss is able to move the football against just about anybody and run the football against anybody. anybody. So people just don't have faith, um, at least the people that think Mississippi State's going to lose this game, they don't have faith that Mississippi State can go on the road mm-hmm. and stop that offense plus score consistently against their defense. And that that puts a lot of pressure on Mike Leach and, and Will Rogers to come out and win this ball game. So what are you doing? Uh, I clicked something. I thought I had the. I don't understand how the computer is giving me noise. It shouldn't, but whatever. 
right. Was that soccer? No, it was not. It, okay. was not. it was basketball. I was about to be mad. All right. Number two. I mean, we all watched the Arkansas game. We watched the LSU game. We watched the, Auburn, the Alabama game. The Auburn game. We know that Ole Miss is susceptible to the run. It feels like last year's defense for Ole Miss, huge outlier. Yes. They're just back to being terrible on defense again. It is so bothersome to know that MSU will not attack that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see, but right now, if I you don't have me faith. Guess, I don't have faith that they will that yeah. they'll that they'll attack I mean, it. There's there's two stats that you could tell me what they are. If you could look in the future and tell me what the stats are, there are two stats that I can tell you who won the game based on the stats. One of them, I'll tell you the other one in a minute. One of them is MSU total rushing yards. Mm-hmm. It's over 100. State won the game. I, I fully believe State won the game. In fact, we're going to talk. We, a lot of today's things that are true are tied together, as you might imagine, especially for a game that hasn't been played yet. But I was watching that game last night, and I'm just thinking, Mullen, Fitzgerald, and Aris Williams, uh, or even Moorhead, Schrader, and Kylan Hill, yeah. would win this game so easily. They would just run them to death. But I just feel like that's just not going to happen on on Thursday. No, me neither. But we'll, you know, I have a little bit of faith because Dylan Johnson they held him out to get a little more healthy. Um, they didn't run. They didn't run uh, Jaquavis Marks much on Saturday. But the last four games tells us that they're kind of stuck in neutral as far as that goes. I think twenty five rushes. Is is the baseline for Mississippi State? They need to have twenty five designed runs in this game. Yes, they need to do it. Mm-hmm. That I mean, we we've seen Ole Miss's defense against teams that can run the football. Auburn put up a ton of points on them because they decided to run the football. Arkansas put up a lot of points on them. LSU, and they're susceptible to uh, big plays in the passing game as well. But I feel like. To get to that, you have to be dangerous running the football. That's last night. I thought that they tried to sell out to stop the run, and then KJ Jefferson started exposing some huge holes in the middle of the defense, across the middle of the field for some big gains, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're gashing him on the ground with Rocket Sanders, and then running the read some with KJ Jefferson. Mississippi State can run on this team. If they decide they're going to come out and establish the run, they will be able to move the football. I feel confident in saying that. I think you have two running backs that can move the football. Jaquavius Marks had 11 yards a rush on Saturday. I think he ran it five times. They just they they refused to establish a running game, and maybe that was by design this week to just kind of take a little bit of heat off of those running backs. But in this game. You have to have a script coming in the game saying we are going to have 25 or more designed runs mm-hmm. in this game. Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson, we're going to give down, them especially. We're going to give them, you know, Dylan Johnson's going to get 15 carries and Jaquavius Marks is going to get, you know, 12 to 15 as well. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be our game plan. Mm-hmm. And if there's something open in the passing game, if we see the defense creeping up or something like that, we can hit a big play in man coverage, then do it. But running the football, I feel like, is Mississippi State's best opportunity in this ball game to win it. And they're going to have to score. I think they're going to have to score four touchdowns. And that might be that might still be close. I think, you know, 24 points is probably where I feel most comfortable Mississippi State kind of keeping Ole Miss if that's really? the, low, the lowest total. Okay. I don't think they're going to come out and hold them to 17. I just Oh, for sure. I, th- I see what you're saying now. That's the lowest total I think Ole Miss can get. So I think right. State needs to score 28. 
Yeah. Uh, and probably they need to score in the 30s in Agreed. this game. Agreed. I just I, I know the defense is going to give up some big plays. I know they're going to have some sustained success, but they're going to give up some big plays because everybody gives up big plays against Ole Miss. That's just how this offense is designed. And um, so for Mississippi State, they've, they've got to be efficient running the football, and they cannot make mistakes. Number three, defensively, this is a bad matchup for Mississippi State. A team that can run the football the way Ole Miss does, that, that's a problem for State. It just has been all year. You look at Auburn, Kentucky, LSU, those teams, Arkansas even, they ran the football Mississippi State, and that goes into number four. My biggest concern is, is Jackson Dart running the football. And he's the, that's the second stat for me. If you, if you tell me that Dart has more than like 70 yards rushing, State probably lost the game. Easy. Yeah, because you know that you're probably going to give up 100 yards to Judkins. Judkins and Evans are going to be close 75, to 75, 85 for, like, for Evans. Your number was 24. My number is 250. I feel like Ole Miss is going to get 250 yards rushing. Yeah. It's just how much more do they have? Well, last year, one of, one of my keys in last year's games game was keeping Ole Miss out of the end zone in the red zone. Mm-hmm. That's the same key this year. Mm-hmm. In between the 20s, you're probably not going to stop them very often. Mm-hmm. They're going to get in the red zone. It's there that you have to force field goals. You have to force um, fourth down conversion attempts. you got to get turnovers on down uh, there because – if they're getting down there and they're scoring five touchdowns and five drives, it's, it's going to be very difficult for this team, I think. But they're going to get in the red zone. You've got to win the red zone. And State's been pretty good defensively in the red zone. I don't know the numbers, but th- this year they've, ha- they've come up big inside the red zone against teams. So they need turnovers inside the red zone. They need turnover on downs. They need missed field goals. You know, Even if you're giving up three points, that's a win. But um, because I really believe that Ole Miss is going to be able to move the ball consistently, they're going to be able to get in the red zone pretty easily. They're going to have some big plays. You just got to keep them in between the twenties. Ole Miss has not been good in the red zone these past few games. They have. They were not good uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean we can talk about the officiating in Mm -hmm. that game, and there were some there were some big missed calls in that game. What? But yeah, I I thought it was pretty close down the middle. I know. but also, they had some pretty boneheaded plays, they too, they themselves. Did. They did. I mean, By the way, I, I, I kind of thought that they were about to throw Otis Reese out of the ballgame. Yeah, he should have. I was, I, I was I surprised. I don't want to hear that, that he was trying to punch the ball. He threw a punch. That was a punch. Yeah, he should have been thrown out of the he game. He got lucky on that because he would have been out lucky. for two quarters against Very State. Lucky. That would have been huge. Yeah, that would have been. Number five, for me, I understand how boundary and field corners work and what Forbes actually plays, but I'm going to tell Emmanuel Forbes, you go find Malik Heath and yes. you stay on him. I'll, I'll take my chances with DeCambrian on on uh, on Mingo, Mingo because I think Forbes can get into Heath's head and yep. blow him up. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Heath is going to come into this game on edge. I think he, uh, he we already know he's a, he's a volatile player, and I think early on if you can Very frustrate emotional. if you can frustrate him, you can maybe not only make him you know take him out of the game a little bit, but he might just make a mistake. He might shove somebody and cost you fifteen yards. Might I feel- drop kick somebody. <laughs> Might enziguri them. I don't know. So that would be something if he dropped an enziguri. Like Cobra Kai, somebody yeah, out there something like that. So I'm putting. The Isn't it funny? Those are the two like two guys that drew the most attention in that fight: the mm-hmm. towel guy and Emmanuel Forbes, and then, and then Sweet Chin Music from Malik Heath. <laughs> yeah, and and now here we are, and you know, for two Forbes, guys that Ole Miss fans called thugs after that ball game, yeah, but here won. we are. 
Uh, with Forbes, I feel like he could win the Connerly if he had another pick six in this game. I mean, four pick sixes in a year? Yeah. I mean, right, seven interceptions. Right now, break- my ballot is I may have moved Forbes up ahead of Sanders. I still have Judkins won. Yeah, me too. With Forbes and then Sanders, but Forbes and Sanders are really tight. Sanders has done all he can at this point. They're undefeated, you know. Um, Forbes could get ahead of Judkins because four touchdowns by a defensive player is a ridiculous stat. Yeah, it really is. Judkins has been fantastic all season, but and Dart will make a mistake. Um, it's possible. He, he hasn't possible. been. He hadn't been just like incredibly. I, I'll say this for Dart. You can see the the tools. Yeah, you can see that he has a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. This is his first real year as a starter in the SEC. He's done about as good as you could probably hope for. To be honest with you, yeah, he's been if, solid. If, if he's at Ole Miss next year, he should be pretty good. I think the key for him is he's had two legit mm-hmm. running back. That was huge for them to get those two running backs, right? And I feel like I mean that that that's been the difference for him, yeah, because it's taken a little bit of pressure off of him yeah. as a passer. If you and, can neutralize those two running backs mm-hmm. and put the ball game in his hands, which good defenses have been able to do. Mm-hmm. He's going to make some big mistakes, but I just don't. I don't think State's going to be able to do that. Yeah, that's that's, that's the issue. But for me, if I'm if I'm Zach Arnett, I'm just like you know what, Emmanuel, wherever Malik goes, you go. Just follow him around, and we'll we'll see where that takes us. Sort of a two parter here, but we, but I have it at six and seven. If State's A and M Arkansas offense shows up, State's going to win pretty easily. I mean, easily. If State can rush for 150 yards, and they game, win easily in Oxford, yeah. Oh. Because if they rush for 150, that means that the defense is doing the things that lets Will Rogers have confidence yeah. and throw the ball on time, and he'll throw for close to 400 yards. Yeah, I think State would win the game similar to the fashion they wanted against A&M and Arkansas. Here's the, is Ole Miss really any better than A&M and Arkansas? Uh, not a not a ton. Right. I mean, and State's, this is, I mean, State's we, in that group too. I feel like we. I feel like a lot of people have made Ole Miss out to be like this unbeatable force. Yeah. And they're really not. We have I mean, learned that Ole Miss was what we thought they were, a yes. product of their schedule. Yes. Uh, th- and they got a good system. They have two really good running backs. Yes. They're, and, they, they're and the wide receivers have really Above average college football team. Yeah. But, but again, not, I mean, we're talking about like... juggernaut that people thought they were when they were 7 or no. At this point, their best wins are either Troy or Vanderbilt. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, again, and credit to them for if Kentucky for doesn't those games. have a receiver like going at the wrong time, yeah. they lose to Kentucky. Yes, so and they're sitting here just like Mississippi State. They have the exact same record. And if A and M had been anybody other than A and M, they would have easily beaten them. If A and M would have, if A and M would have gotten off the field on that possession that they just kept giving up third downs and yeah. like penalties and stuff, yeah. and let them drive like nine nine yards, they would have won that game. Yeah, they would have won. So. But here's the elephant in the room that that we're not discussing well, is... Let me give you the second part here, and then maybe it ties into what you're about to say. Okay. But if I'm going to say that if the Kentucky, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, MSU offense shows up, State's going to lose by three touchdowns or more. Yeah. They're going to get blown out. Yeah, the, this this game has blowout potential. Right. It. Mississippi State doesn't play well. But I, I just... I saw a little bit of this, a lot of this, actually, last night. That Lane Kiffin stuff is, is bothering this team. Agreed. I, you know, again, whether, whether 700 he goes yards, or not, it's bothering them. Right, 700 yards, I get it. Yeah, they, they put up some huge numbers last night, but it, that was a little fluky to me based on how that game played out later. You could tell in that game that the, they were a little distracted, mm-hmm. and that's what we knew what was going to happen. This is... We've watched this transpire at Mississippi State several seasons. We watched this. 
I talked about this when Lane Kiffin was hired. You know, and Ole Miss fans said, you know, we'll be happy if he if he gets us back on track and he goes somewhere in a few years, we'll be happy with that. But this is what you get. This is what you get with Lane Kiffin. This is what Mississippi State Nobody got ever with means Dan Mullen. That. No, they don't. When it actually comes, yeah. I mean, there was people on the message board yesterday wanting him to just get fired mm-hmm. because he's a distraction. He's talking to other people, yeah. So, but this is what you get. You got a you got a coach that is constantly looking around. He doesn't come out and shoot down these rumors. Mm-hmm. the 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 statement he made last night was complete. You did a good job finding Mullen's statement. Prior That's the, to the first Egg thing Bowl. that came to mind. Yeah, I was sitting in Mullen's press conference that night at the Egg Bowl, mm-hmm. and I remember tweeting out what he said and thinking that's BS. Yeah. He doesn't mean any of that. Yeah, We all knew where Mullen was going after that. Mm-hmm. And he said almost the exact same thing Lane Kiffin said right. on Saturday night. So no one's buying that, buying that outside of Oxford. Nobody's buying what he's saying. I got a kick out of him saying maybe if Auburn watched the first half, they yeah. wouldn't be number one. I thought that, but what's funny, self-awareness there. But what's funny is Mullen basically said the same thing yeah. about Cohen and Keenum you know that maybe they don't want me after they saw this game. Yeah. So you got a coach that is not shooting those rumors down. There was a report by something that is not even a real, real thing uh, on Twitter, and I think somebody else said that somebody reported on Ole Miss's beat that Lane Kiffin was telling players or something he's staying. I don't buy into that, and it obviously didn't look like they were they bought into it if that was the case on Saturday. So you have that. You have that that piece of the puzzle. Mississippi State is coming in this game, and especially if this week, if that smoke starts really bellowing and you start seeing reports that, you know, this will be his last game or this doesn't, you know, he doesn't sign a contract or whatever with Ole Miss, Mm -hmm. I think that's going to play a factor in this game. I really do. I think Ole Miss is going to come in playing a little more tight like Mississippi State did in 2017 because I think everybody knew that was probably Dan Mullen's last game. Mm -hmm. I think you start to see that same thing Play and we we if you remember going in that game, we said there was no chance. Well, not no chance, but state was a heavy favorite in that game. Yeah. based on Nick Huge Fitzgerald, favorite. like we all that thought was a that was bad a bad Ole Miss team and a yeah. good Mississippi State team. State was eight and three coming in. You think okay, they're gonna go nine and three. They're probably gonna go to the Citrus Bowl. It's gonna be a ten win year for State. Mm-hmm. And then we all saw what happened. Now, obviously, Fitzgerald's injury changes the, the that changed everything. Yeah, but even early in that game, Ole Miss was in it. Mm-hmm. And 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 they shouldn't have been at any point. And I think that's how this game could could play out. I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not hoping for any injuries or right. anything. I, I just think that. Well, I just, we got a thing that is true that's going to talk about this in just a second. Okay. So it's a, another another kind of two parter here. Eight and nine. If State wins, I, I'm going to say they go to the Citrus Bowl. I think they have a great chance I think to that's get there. Very much in play, which is incredible when you think about where this team has, has been the past month. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Tennessee. And LSU and Alabama will all end up in the in the access bowls. Obviously, Georgia will go to the playoff. Uh, if if LSU beats Georgia, for sure, State's going to the Citrus Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, I mean, everybody else is kind of you know at that point. Ole Miss will be eight and four. They're probably going to Outback or Gator. Probably Gator. They went to Outback two years ago. Yeah. And then everybody else is like seven and five, six and six. You know, I mean, unless unless South Carolina unless South Carolina beats Clemson. Which seems unlikely. That's not going to happen. Well, I mean, Two you, weeks in a row. I mean, you say that. I know, but <laughs> that it, was. We're talking I about feel that like that too. was kind of like a freak. It was. But it's South Carolina has not been good offensively. So number nine is if they lose, I think it's this. Finally, this is the year for the Texas Bowl. Yeah, uh, they just they have it. Then since they put these bowls into this in this new tiering system, which I think was 2013, that's the one state hasn't been to. I know the Vegas Bowl is new. 
But I feel like Texas is where State's going to end up. Probably playing like I don't know Kansas. What what is Kansas the, State? What's the matchup? Big Twelve. It's Big Twelve. Okay, they could play Texas. You could get Mississippi State versus Texas. The Horco Bowl. So just go ahead and get Arch Manning in there, and let's just yeah. let's just make that happen. So, <laughs> so that's my prediction: State to Citrus if they win, State to to Texas if they lose. Man, this week could change. It's it's almost like 2019. Like so much can change. Imagine if State does this: if State beats Ole Miss, gets an invite to the Citrus Bowl, and then goes and plays. Off the top of my head, it's probably Penn State, Penn State, or maybe Iowa. Iowa would be a fantastic matchup for State. No Surely brainer. not. Where? What is their record? Oh, they'll win the Big Ten East if they win this Iowa? week. Yeah. Dude, I thought this they're, whole time... They'll be 8, I, they'll be eight they're 7-4. and four. I've hardly watched any of their games. Oh, they're terrible. Offensively, they're but averaging... They're, that they're winning. They, they, they have one of the best defenses in the country. They, only they always do. Yeah. They always got a great defense. They, it, tight ends. If they win this week, and I think it's uh, somebody has to, to beat Illinois, who is probably going to do it, or something like that, they're going to win the Big Ten East. That's or Big nuts. Ten West. That is nuts. And they'll go lose to Ohio State by, by, 50, by 50 points. But yeah, they could they could be there. But here's the thing, like this it it can swing so many different ways. Yeah. You know, Mississippi State wins this game. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin if he leaves, yeah. and he's he starts raiding Ole Miss's roster. Yeah. They their roster gets decimated. Mm-hmm. They're on the downturn after the season. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State is Goes going up. And finds a way to win it. Now you're nine and four. You're probably in the top fifteen. Yeah. And you've got all the momentum in the world. It's this game is it's unbelievable. Or it could be Ole Miss wins, Lane Kiffin stays, Mississippi State's starting to downturn big yeah, time. Big time. Everybody's off the leech. It's yeah. like State, State oh my ends gosh, up somehow in the crazy. Birmingham Bowl, you know, and, and playing a conference USA team and they lose and uh, just, it, it feels like twenty thirteen and the uh the you know the the story that came out by someone that we won't even name that said you know the two ships passing in the night yeah. and he was saying that Ole Miss was yeah. going this way and Mississippi State was going this way right it's kind of playing out like that yeah. like it it could go, it could go either way. way for both teams all right number ten you just kind of hit on it is there a whiff <laughs> we already did a whiff earlier this year of twenty fourteen we yeah. were wrong we're very wrong on that <laughs> but is there a whiff of twenty seventeen here. They remember uh, 2017, Mullen... Like, was, flipped? Well, Mullen tapped out after the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. He was done. Uh, State goes up to Arkansas, and the only thing that saved State that year was that Arkansas was terrible. Yeah. That, that was a really bad Arkansas team. And State should have beaten them by five touchdowns, and they won by one. That they was the game where they barely touchdown. won. They, they scored they, in like the final minutes. They, they were won. down the whole game. Yeah, they were down the I remember the that, yep. Dedrick Thomas? Dedrick Thomas. And so you have that... And then you have the Egg Bowl where it just it all gets away from you. Last night, Ole Miss played a team, an Arkansas team that's actually it's not that bad. It's not as good as we thought it was going to be, but they're not that bad. And now they got to play an Egg Bowl at home that everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're going to win. There's just a whiff. It's very similar, you know. And then their coach, by the way, you know, I, I, nobody's really talking about it's like. Are we going to make some Tuberville references here? Are we looking at Senator Lane Kennan, Lane Kiffin, by the way, in twenty years? <laughs> yeah, is he following the career path? Yeah, if he comes out and says you're going to have to carry me out in a oh my gosh in a urn or something I'm like what like what, what would be like the the 2022 equivalent of a pine box? I, I, I think it is an urn. An urn, like everybody's like, I want my ashes cremated spread in now. The grove. Yeah, I, I mean you can put this on. In the tra- on trash if, can if Friday says, if he or whatever. says that he's uh, coming out, he wants to be put in an urn at Ole Miss. I will dress as Paul Bearer and show up <laughs> to the press box like, "Oh, Lane 
coffin. My undertaker will put you in an urn. <laughs> the power of the solo cup. <laughs> I want a, I want an urn that looks like a red solo cup. That's what I want. Oh my gosh. So, number 11, final one. This is going to be for whoever loses, maybe the most frustrating egg bowl. Oh ever. god. If you're an old miss fan, like they were eight and one, yeah, two weeks ago. It's 2012. I mean, it's 2012. It kind That's of ex- is. It's, I, it's even worse Mississippi though, State for Ole Miss. I think it's worse for Ole Miss because they had such a great season. Remember, State 2011 was terrible. Yeah, they went seven and six. You had the great season. You brought in all these transfers. It looks like it's like this is the new way of college football, and we're at the forefront of it, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're mowing all these teams down. I know they're playing crap teams, but they're winning the games, right? You lose to LSU, you're like, ah, well, you know, it happens. LSU beats Alabama, you're like, hey, not that bad, right? They're obviously very good. But then you lose to Bama, and now you've lost to Arkansas. If you lose to State, and then your coach leaves, yeah, that is just going to be frustrating. I mean, you spent, you spent three months calling State crap. Yeah. Like, I, I know because I see it on the text line saying State's terrible, we're a much better program, blah, blah, blah. If you lose this game, that's awful. For State, it's going to be frustrating because I feel like you're going to say, you're going to wake up on Friday and go, if we had just run the ball. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like Mike Leach lost us this game because he refused to do the things we had to do. If we had run the football, I think we're going to, you're going to wake up on Friday and you look at the box score, and it's going to be like Dylan Johnson, six carries for 38 yards. Yeah. Jaquavius Marks, three carries for 27 yards. And then it's going to be Will Rogers, you know, thirty-eight of fifty-five for two hundred and ninety-two, and like negative twenty-two rushing, and negative, and it's going to be like they were averaging six and a half yards a carry, and you just didn't give them the ball. Yep. And if the that frustration, ha- if that be- happens, it's it's uh, it's down to just the the people that will just gobble up anything that Mississippi State and whatever coach gives them, and they're going to support the coach no matter what. That's going to be the only people left. Mm-hmm. There's going to be nobody that's – it's going to be very difficult to sell season tickets. But I've been saying this for weeks. You win, and it's the, it's the opposite. I feel like everybody's back on board. That's, that's how this thing's teetering right now. Mm-hmm. You're on the edge with Mike Leach. You're, 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 ready to, you're ready to just absolutely jump off the cliff. But if he somehow wins this game, he comes out and runs the ball 28 times for 125 yards or something like that. Mississippi State wins the game, gets the the golden egg. You know he he says some funny things post game. Everybody's back on board. I feel like I, I really believe that. So this game is just it's the the pinnacle, I guess, um, in some ways for this fan base and Mike Leach. We're, you're you're at the, you're at the top here, and either you're going to to stay at the top and start rising, or you're about to just roll down the hill. And um, I'm I'm really interested to see how it plays out. Me too. Me too. Gonna be, Should be a really fun week on the message board, on yeah. Twitter. Like you said it's on Twitter. It's always fun. You said, you know, nice, clean game. No shenanigans, yeah. probably, whatsoever. I want everybody to have fun. Yeah. All right, let's move on into the last part of the show. That's brought to you by friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. They want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. And don't forget, there's still time to vote for your favorite burger joint or steakhouse in the state of Mississippi. Just go to msbeef.org and place your vote there. It's a quick survey. takes like two or three minutes. No, no, no time whatsoever. And it's definitely worth it to get the publicity to your favorite place. We have so many great steakhouses and so many great diners and, and burger joints across the state of Mississippi. Which one's your favorite? Tell us at msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. 
It's just so good. It's just I I haven't been in a couple weeks now, and I you know I start getting a little shaky, you know. Having withdrawals. I I am you know smoked wings are my methadone. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. Otherwise, you know, I get a little antsy. So we'll see if we can't make that happen this week or the next. We got to get back over there. And so yeah, and you do too. Next time you're in Starkville, take a trip to the Cotton District and head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. Who delivers it? Advantage Business Systems does, and they have been for 47 years. That's a long time, guys. That is a long time to be in business. But you can only do it when you treat your customers with respect, when you treat them like a neighbor and not a number. So if you want to deal with a Mississippi business, not some big box chain with a call center overseas who sends an out-of-state consultant to fix your problems, no, or somebody here in the state, you're talking to the people who made the sale with you, you have a relationship with them, and you want to deal with Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Guys, the holiday season is upon us. It's almost Black Friday. That means it's time to buy some new stuff. For Dad, this Christmas, don't make him open a box with a shirt that has a polo the size of his head, or the logo the size of his head. All right? Don't want an M state that goes from one nipple to the other. Yes, I said nipple. Don't want it. I want something cool, clean, subtle. I want something from the Collegiate Collection at The Rogue. Great name brands and the quality that comes from dealing with The Rogue. Their collegiate collection has the best looking polos and quarter zips I've seen, and they have the logos that you, the fans, want. So check them out. The Rogue in Jackson. TheRogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. That may be the first appearance of the word nipple here on Thunder and Lightning. Maybe a historic day. Maybe the last, hopefully. Possibly, possibly. All right, let's talk about something important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for closers brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. We'll start your day the right way with this trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Falcon. Ooh, Falcon. Yeah. That's a new one for me. Yeah. Falcon, Mississippi. Yeah. Population uh, 167. Ooh. You, know, you want to guess the county? Uh, no clue. Just throw a guess out. Uh, Bolivar. No, Quitman. Hmm. Quitman County. So shout out to Falcon. I had a friend of mine, my friend Alex, she said, I had a great idea for her. She got a million-dollar idea. She said, Brupolo needs to sell T-shirts that say Brupolo across the, the front. And then on the back, it would say, it would be weird if Brupolo was in. And then you can get like whatever this, Whatever right, town. You, you input the town, and you go from like there. that. Kind of like they had like the straight out of whatever. Right, right. In the straight out of comp. So, Shane, there you go. million-dollar idea. Credit Alex Watson when you, uh, when you get that one. There you go. All right. Uh, special teams, no coffee for them. I, I, we just couldn't get through a game, right? Couldn't do it. Yeah. Some decent returns. Biscardi made a field goal. He missed a field goal, although I want to talk about that in a second. But the block punt, I mean, geez Louise, man, the punting this year is incredible. It was so good early. It was so good, and now it's not. And then the missed field goal, at what point did we just say, okay, Biscardi from 45 back, not good? Yeah. Like, if he's Raybun has proven he can make from there. Put him out there for that. If the chances of of him uh, reaching the goalpost are slim anyway, 
why not get the guy that you know is going to have the distance? Mm-hmm. If he's going to miss it, if they're going to miss it no matter what, you know, get the guy that is going to give you the best chance for it to go over the crossbar. If State has to kick a 49-yard field goal to win on Thursday, oh boy, and, and Rayburn isn't try, they send Biscardi out there. I may get, I may get thrown out of the press box. I'm going to lose it. <sighs> like it just doesn't make sense. This it's just another thing that that the leech does that I just like. What are you doing? Sometimes like, it doesn't just, make sense. Yeah, sometimes I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on in the SEC. The Florida Gators. Ooh, eh. it's one thing to lose to Vanderbilt. It is, but they kind of manhandled you. I know they, they ended up losing by seven, but you were down by sixteen in the fourth quarter. There, that is. Vanderbilt dominated that game from start to finish. Florida was never in control of that game at any point. Clark, and, is Clark Lee moving up like the SEC Coach of the Year ranks? I know he's going to have if two he could beat wins. Tennessee. If he beats Tennessee, I mean, he's got he to be SEC right? Coach of the Year. He should be over Kirby because I, I, even over Hype, Hype would have won it. I think before yesterday. I don't think I don't think we can fathom just how bad Vanderbilt. They were. They lost to an F. They, the team that Mississippi State beat yesterday, 55, 56 to seven. They lost to them. They lost by twenty to them last year. And the, they hadn't won an SEC game in three years. Three years. So it's it's kind of like yeah. the job he's doing is kind of like what Sam Pittman did. In the other side of that Very coin similar. is Billy Napier. I mean, not all, not the most mm, not, been, not the most exciting, confidence inspiring start for a tenure at Florida. Well, he's, I mean, even Mullen came in and won eight games the first year. You know, he's shown promise. Like they they put up a fight against Tennessee in Georgia. They did, but the kind of the back half has not been that great. No, so no. I I don't know what to think about. And then I mean. If Utah could have, like, gotten they were what they fumbled at the one. Yeah, that was just a you know we're in the SEC and we're scared. Yeah, <laughs> that so. was that, and, and the fact that he came out and said that Anthony Richardson was a was a mix between yeah uh, Cam Newton and Dak Prescott. Yeah. I, I'm questioning his evaluation. He's more skills. of a of a mix, uh, oh, you know, of a, of like you know Fig Newton and a. Uh, that was up there Any with other Prescott. <laughs> that was up there with Will Ferrell and uh, what's his face talking about like you said that voice was a mix between Fergie and Jesus. Yeah, that was the similar type comparison. Let's give them something, something to, to talk, talk about. about. How about love, love, love? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, nationally, I'm staying in the SEC. We almost had TCU. Great job by TCU. That game winning oh field gosh. goal is fantastic. It's so much fun to watch. What Michi- a dagger in the heart that is. Yeah. We had Michigan for a second there. We yep. had Michigan. At Ohio State. They, they, we had Ohio State for a moment of trepidation. Yesterday was a lot of fun. The USC UCLA game was straight crack. That was I stayed a lot up to like 1 a.m. watching those Pac 12 games so I could get my AP poll. USC UCLA was an unbelievable football game. Great ball so game. So good. It's I didn't of, think there was any way USC was going to stop UCLA. They, gotta, and they, they just threw a pass they have, right to they them. They evidently, I haven't kept up with UC, USC a ton, but evidently they have a ton of turnover luck. They force turnovers, every, which is good defense, great, great job. But, mm-hmm. yeah. It's got to be Tennessee, though. And I, yeah. I feel bad for Hendon Hooker, but they were losing that game before he got hurt. Wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. And, 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 you know, that's one of those games where Tennessee scored on the first drive of the second half, makes it 35 31. It's like, here we go. Mm-hmm. They're about to rat- rattle off 20 straight and then grab the lead, and that's going to be it. Nope, South Carolina kids came back, took that punch, and came back and just knocked them out. And which was crazy because I have not been impressed with no! Spencer Rattler at all this year. I will say this, and I'll talk about this a little more on on uh, sports talk because I know Borky loves to hate on Spencer Rattler, but I don't know what you've learned about him as a player. You know, he's obviously got some tools, but he hasn't been great this year. Mm-mm. But 
the whole he's a cancer thing, he's got rid of that. Yeah, I he's been a good teammate. That. He's been a good teammate. He's played hard this year. He hasn't done anything wrong. I think you can t- put that behind him. But Tennessee, I mean, I know one thing. He's that game yesterday was better than anything Will Levis has done this year. Oh, not even close. Tennessee is now in the same club as Mississippi State. Did you see this? The they will be the only two teams to ever be ranked number one in a playoff poll and then not make the playoff. Yeah, all those people were comparing. Tennessee to 2019 LSU. That's not correct. It was 2014 Mississippi State is yeah, who they were. That's who they were. They've lost their, their they lost to Georgia, which was their big chance. And then I guess you know, I think, South Carolina's not really old miss to them, but I think they'll be able to to win this weekend, but I I mean I don't know. I mean, but that would be the, one of the great stories. Milton if, if, Milton is supremely talented. Milton is a far more physically talented Chris Rolfe. I could see that. Like the ball when it leaves his hands, you're oh, not sure where it's going. He can flick it. He can flick it a mile, but he, where is it going? Yeah, and he's a good runner. But I think they'll be able to handle them, and then they they'll should. go, and then they'll go to uh, a they have a, New Year Six. They'll probably right now. <sighs> I didn't. I haven't seen. Let me see the AP poll here. Let's let's. But do they this. are definitely we'll do this real time. to me. They are definitely 2014 Mississippi State. We'll this do is it live. We'll out. do it live. This is playing out almost exactly like Mississippi State in 2014. Very similar. Minus the egg ball. All right, so the AP Top 25 is out now. Let's see here. I would give anything, though, for Vanderbilt to win that game. Ole Miss dropped to 20. What did you have? 21. Oh, God, that's fair. So as it sits right now, let's just play the the what-if game. Georgia is going to playoff. LSU is number six, but they'll drop a little bit. Now, as long as they only get blown out. So LSU, if they lose to Georgia, yeah, okay. LSU at nine and three. Does LSU at nine and three drop behind Alabama at ten and two? They do, yeah. don't they? Even though they have head to head, they do. Yeah, because they, they have one one more loss. So Alabama goes to the sugar. LSU goes to the orange. Tennessee, Tennessee is probably going to like the Cotton Bowl or something. Maybe the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, because they'll be going to be ranked in the top ten. Assuming they don't lose to Vanderbilt, right? I don't know how those all those things play That's out. That's how that plays out. But yeah, if Tennessee Tulane's gonna go to a New Year's Six game, I think. Are they the highest rated group of five right now? Because you know, yeah, yeah, they're nineteenth. Yeah. Tulane is the team that will probably play Tennessee. That would be an interesting game. Yeah, oh yeah. Those group of five games are always so fun. Like last year wasn't, right? Because it was Cincinnati in the playoff, and you knew they were gonna get smoked. Because Alabama is all business in the playoff. But when you catch I mean Auburn learned it with Central Florida. Memphis, or Penn State gave or Memphis. LSU gave Penn State learned it with Central Florida too. They had to play hard. To, those games can be fun. So, just didn't here. UCF beat LSU? No, UCF beat Auburn. I thought they that was their national championship year. Huh? That was UCF's national championship year. They went undefeated. But I thought they beat no, LSU. They, they did in not 18. beat. No, they lost to them. Joe Burrow got. Remember, he got okay. knocked. He got like hit really hard, and then yeah. after that, I I'm, I've, I've have a theory on that. I Joe Burrow, the, not a great quarterback until that took, that hit happened. And he was unstoppable in that game, and then the rest of the, season, the 2019 season. I think someone jarred in his head, turned him into an elite quarterback. His soul left his body, and something else went in. It's replaced by Joe Montana. Could have been. I don't know what's going on there. All right, Joe Montana. But Tennessee, you're my no coffee, uh, no no coffee on Rocky Top. By the way, shout out to South Carolina's football Twitter. I couldn't listen to that because my wife was asleep. Mm-hmm. Have in you listened the room. to it since? No. What, was a sandstorm instead of Rocky Top? You've got. This, I just guess that that's what on. it was. I'm gonna. I'll play it here because it's. It, it deserves to be played. I mean, my 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 head immediately went to like the dude. The dude on the banjo is playing Sandstorm, but. So hold on. 
maybe it's Where'd better it than that. No, it, it, you're, I was, you're, you're on the I was watching. I was watching the USC game on Here like, mute. Here we go. The song we're going to do right now was released on Christmas Day of 1967. Originally, it's been recorded over a hundred times. <clears throat> <laughs> it's a guy on the banjo, but I called it. I called it. I hope Bob's listening. Oh, I didn't watch all this though. Is it like it's like line laser fans line dancing? Oh, it's got the guy. The, the guy that looks the clogger? like you. Looks like you. Yeah, the clogger. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. So, all right. It's Egg Bowl week. We got a lot of stuff coming. Well, uh, how, how many memes does the Ole Miss sports information staff send out this week about cows and things like that. Three and a half. And saying that they don't care about the rivalry. It's not a big deal. And do they have hats after the game and t shirts? Mm -hmm. It's their Super Bowl. We'll see. Uh, Right now, we have, you know, obviously we have podcast Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday morning for your trip up. We'll have the three P's. And then our Friday plan is to get one. Obviously, you know, coming back from Oxford, we're not going to do it that night. Although if state wins, we might be we might be pretty gassed, and we might do it then. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But right now, the plan is to talk early Friday morning mm-hmm. and try to have that up as quickly as we can on Friday. So that's our plan. Uh, and there's either going to be cackling or, from Brian, or it's going to be, be you know, tears. There's going to be people that are saying, "You guys are being too emotional. Stop yeah. talking so mean." Oh, I think if state loses to Ole Miss, the, the emotional people will be out. So I'm not worried about we'll that. We'll see. Uh, We'll try to have some extra guests here on the podcast. We definitely have plenty of extra guests this week lined up for Sports Talk Mississippi. Today, uh, or Monday, uh, we will be live in Oxford at the Visit Oxford Center. Uh, I know, right? Uh, From the Ole Miss side, David Kellum will be joining us. Uh, John Darnell will join us along with, I forget his name, and I'm sorry, he had a high school teammate who went to state. And they played against each other for three straight years. So we're going to have some, that'll be some fun stuff from the, uh, the late 80s there. And then on the state side, Desenzo Miller is scheduled to join us today. Right. And Nick Fitzgerald is scheduled to join us today. Plus, later in the week, Jim Ellis will join us. Nick Neil Price will join us. Uh, oh, I have somebody, Vic Ballard will join us as well. So we nice. got some, some good some good interviews set up. And if anybody else wants to jump on, hey, let us know. We'll get you on here. We'll get you on the podcast. Be happy to talk. If you're a former player and you're listening and you want to talk, you got something to say, let me know. Guys, have a great uh, Sunday, Monday. Robbie and I will be back with you Tuesday. It is Egg Bowl week. Get your mind right. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.